0: This is From Deployment to Dollars. Listen in as industry experts, experienced veterans, and active servicemen and women provide you with first hand knowledge on how to transition intentionally into the first steps of the rest of your life. It's time to find your path to pursue your future. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Tucker. All right, welcome everyone to the uh, first episode of From Deployment to Dollars. I'm your host, Scott Tucker, and I'm sitting here with my team uh, for the businesses that uh, we, we run, and we'll be getting into that and all sorts of stuff in our, uh, shows and multiple episodes that we're looking forward to creating here and seeing where this thing goes. But, uh, I, I also know having been a podcast listener myself for many, many years that nobody listens to the first episodes. So it's, it's just a way for us to get started, uh, get the ball rolling and Hey, maybe we'll have a little fun and do something special for those people years from now who have come back and listened to that first episode. Uh, but real quick, I want to introduce you to two very special people, one, one more special than the other person in my life of course uh that's that's my wife jen amos she is also a podcast host uh and uh she's a gold star daughter and a veteran spouse as she calls herself but i'll just let her say hi real quick from across the room Hi. <laughs> so Jen's, Jen's our uh, producer, yes. producer of the show, so she probably won't be on uh, on a lot of the episodes here in the future, um, but who knows? Maybe you'll, maybe you'll come in, and do a, a cameo. Uh, and then also uh, joining me is uh, Mitchell Smith. Mitchell Smith is running a show uh, himself called LinkedIn Liberty, and, and, and the idea here is you know kind of the theme that you'll get from the From Deployment to Dollars podcast show is the fact that anybody right now, anybody can go out there and do this. Whether you're doing a podcast or writing a book or or starting a business, whatever it might be, that's our point. In our veteran community, the military spouse community, the active duty military community, too far too few people are aware of these opportunities and mitch i know you actually just recently got out of the uh, army and you didn't intend to be so uh, um since you're gonna be joining us obviously on it, I'm, I'm probably most episodes uh, if not all um why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and then i'll kind of get into my story and what we're here what we're doing here
1: yeah so my name's mitchell smith like scott said uh, i got out of the army one year ago and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I ended up just joining Scott's team, wanted to try entrepreneurship. And the reason I really wanted to become a part of the D2D team here is I wanted to be able to share my story about how I use the model, use some of the you know, information, knowledge, mindset that we're going to be talking about on Deployment to Dollars. And I use that to create my own brand, LinkedIn Liberty, and, and my own podcast show. And so joining this is just a way for me to kind of give my input as somebody who's implementing all the things that Scott's going to be teaching on the show
0: what it really comes down to in military life, is we are in a system, we know how to follow orders, we follow standard operating procedures. And of course, we have to do that. I mean, what did we learn? But both of us, by the way, are West Point grads. So um, unfortunately, for for people who get annoyed by that, (laughs) you're probably gonna hear West Point references a lot on these shows. And, And we're not doing that to brag, but only recognize the fact that you know we started off at the place where they ingrain in you duty, honor, country, don't, you know, don't disobey, like you just do not want to screw up. And, and of course, that's why we have the greatest military in the world. Um, but, you know, the point of this show, the real purpose, and as I get into kind of my story a little bit, it, it, it's, it's to recognize that that whole following orders thing comes to an end. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. We all know, we knew how we went to West Point is because we all heard we we're going to get this great job afterwards and be working on Wall Street and stuff. Now, thank God we're not doing that because that'd been horrible. But um, I mean, other than all the big bucks and the Ferraris or whatever, as, as people think that's an awesome life, and we recognize it's it's not an awesome life. We, you know, that's the perspective I can give is having been out of the army for ten years almost now. Gosh, yeah, ten years and uh, eleven years. Holy cow! And <laughs> And, um, and to see so, so many people and, 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 the changes that have happened in the economy, because this, 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 when I was getting out, this online world was like, YouTube didn't even exist yet or barely did. Um, and, uh, uh, podcasting really wasn't a thing I was already listening to, it, but it wasn't the mainstream thing that the way it is now. Amazon's changed everything. The iPhone wasn't even invented yet. So, Like, look at what's changing so rapidly and, and, but how antiquated our whole military transition process is. And, and so the, the, the expectation from, from education of, of of the military and how do you get out of the, how do you get into the civilian sector? How do you get a job? You know, I know that there's tons of military podcast, military and veteran focused podcasts all helping people answer that question. How do you get a job? And that's not the question we're going to answer. On deployment of dollars because we're gonna answer how do you find your liberty your life right your life and your liberty back again because that's honestly what we sacrificed when we when we sign up to serve and put on the uniform Uh, we don't recognize that we we think we're serving but because we're following all those orders because we can't disobey because we have to literally you know take the hill you know, going at gunfire. You know, we would have to do a suicidal mission if somebody told us to, and it wasn't an unlawful order. So that means you don't have your freedom when you're in active duty. Um, and then that's the sac. We, we know that. We understand that. We raise our right hand. We have an oath, and that's um, what we're fighting for to protect the liberty. So you know, that's that's fine. That's awesome. But what's not fine? What's not fine is the fact that we forget that's what's happened and we forget what the whole purpose of this is, and we forget that when we come out of the military that we do get that freedom back. And because of the bureaucracy, the institutionalization, the groupthink that goes on in something like a a government entity, it, and and then all the ancillary services that, that get spun up around supporting that government entity, it becomes very, very hard for the individual service member to sit back and recognize, oh wait, I, I don't have to keep following orders or what I'm sp- supposed to do or should do or what the expectations are. No, this is your chance. I, I believe that the military transition process is currently being portrayed as this almost like, oh my gosh, we got to take veterans and and help them out and nobody knows what to do and they're so lost. And it's like, these are the people we've sent over to fight our nation's wars and we can't rely on them to individually go figure out who they are and what they want to do. Or have we done such a bad job at taking that out of them that they don't know how to do that. And so I think in this modern day and age, with things like podcasts and YouTube, you can be serving overseas and following orders and doing all that the right way at the same time, be listening to this show, get value for your own personal life so that you are better prepared for when you get out of the military, or maybe you're already out of the military and you're in that corporate job and you're driving to work right now. And you're listening thinking like, I don't want to keep driving to work. Like what's entrepreneurship, what's passive and like, what are other ways of, um, doing the things that I want to do? Well, that's the stuff we want to talk about and teach you on this show. And, and, uh, I, I think w- when I was coming out, I had just read a book um, called 4 Hour Workweek" by uh, Tim Ferriss, and well known, but that but probably most people in the military haven't haven't heard of him or, or read about them. Um, and and basically, and this is again about in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when I read the book, and what he was talking about was essentially. Being a, a what you call a digital nomad these days. And so, you know, that's the idea of basically you got a laptop, you got a business on a website, go live wherever you want, make your own schedule, do it, make however much money you want. And I was just fascinated because nobody ever talked about that stuff in the military. Nobody knew it was possible. Like sometimes you hear about people flipping houses and investing in real estate, and that just sounds like an absolute pain in the ass to me. And so I just was fascinated by this ability. Of, of of creating your own lifestyle, um, and so w- luckily I, I stumbled into a career uh, that allows you some version of that. Essentially, it, it ends up being sales. They don't they don't say that. They don't say you're now a salesman, and and they don't define what that means. And since they don't they don't do that, um, that can actually backfire in a lot of ways, and you, and you can end up not understanding what your your career is. So I'm not saying I did it right, but I at least was looking at at a path of of ship in a way and what the, what that what that career field is it's 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 uh, fun, the financial planning world the financial industry so think think investments life insurance so, so it works that industry works very similar to like a realtor um working independently or even some kind of private law practices in, in a way and while what well, and and I'll be talking a lot about that industry and what we're, what's changing in it and what needs to change and why I freaking hated it so much but while I'm why I am still in the industry and trying to change it uh, because that's where all the money is, right? And, um, and, and, and so I at least, at least put myself in a position to learn. And I struggled, I struggled mightily. Like I said, I hated the industry. They don't teach anything about marketing, sales, personal branding, what that, you know, how to actually add unique value to somebody versus just regurgitating what somebody wants you to, to say to sell something. And, um, so that, that's what sent me upon what I call, I thought I was an entrepreneur. Well, they tell you you're an entrepreneur when you're, um, going to trainings in those industries, but. I think it set me on a path to seek entrepreneurship. And what entrepreneurship is, that doesn't mean starting a business. I I believe entrepreneurship is about solving a problem and then turn it into a business. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Not all businesses become profitable. That's why they're called nonprofits. So when when I was struggling in the industry or just didn't, didn't like how the version of sales and marketing in the financial industry worked and then I didn't like how they were talking to the, to the military community, I, saw, I thought, ah, this is the problem I need to solve. I need to solve it for myself personally. Like this is my own personal problem. And well, if I'm having this problem, well, that means lots of other people are having this problem. And essentially what the problem I discovered was, is that when we were coming out of the military, and Mitch, you can you can chime in and tell me about what's what it's like nowadays. I mean it's only 10 years later, but I'm assuming it's not much different. But when I was coming out, you know, they they take you through the class, they tell you to go to the job fair, write the resume, and make your own, you know, make your own path. And, and so luckily I found that, that financial industry uh, thing, but I just saw so many other people as as they were getting out of the military, just I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do. It. I hate my job. I'm not getting paid enough, I'm not getting valued. Um, and I just thought, well, if I'm a financial advisor, what's the point of telling people to plan for retirement if they don't even know what they want to do or be with their own personal uh, life? <laughs> you know, what's motivating them? They all say, I want to do something meaningful um, versus just get a paycheck. Yet, what is the number one priority of 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 folks getting out? I gotta replace that paycheck because all, I've been forced to live on this month to month budget because that's that's how how it all works out. That's the institutionalization of it, and so we want to you know create opportunities of freedom. But yeah, Mitchell, like, what's it like nowadays for people when they're when they're coming out?
1: Uh, I think it's very similar in that it's. You know, you go through your taps class, and nowadays, at least in my taps class, they actually had a job fair brought to us. So, you know, whatever companies were able to say, Hey, let me get at your job fair, are now in front of all these soldiers on base. But yeah, it's again, it's like, you know, translating your skills. You know, I remember this gigantic, big ass booklet that you have to go through, and it's basically, you know, a week long exercise of figuring out what you did in the military. And then all of a sudden that becomes your strength. Like, Oh, okay. I did this in the military. So that's what I'm good at. Even if it has nothing to do with what you're actually good at. And then you are told to apply to jobs that have that kind of job description. Um, but I, I want to hit on something that you said earlier. Uh, uh, and it kind of, to me, it comes down to like your sense of adventure, right? Like when I was 17, I went to West Point because it was a big adventure and I didn't, want to join this corporate world, I wanted to do something exciting and meaningful, and I think over the course of our institutionalization in the military, we lose that sense of adventure, and so a lot of people, you know, they don't know how to go capture their dream anymore because they've been told what to do time and time again, you know, they think that they need to just go continue, like you said, following orders, and whatever that order looks like, it's what they've been told they're supposed to do in the military, and their sense of adventure is, is gone again.
0: Right, and I think what 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 I noticed around that um, is is we're being told to translate our skills, right? We're being told to translate what we did in the military because that's what you'd be good at when you're out of the military. Well, I'll be the first to admit. I sucked at being an officer. I mean, I didn't like giving orders. I I, I liked being, you know, a good leader and 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 for my soldiers and represent them or whatever. But I couldn't ever made the hard decisions. I mean, you guys know that. <laughs> I'm always like, what do you want to do? And and um and it wasn't until ten years in in my transition that I finally remembered who I used to be before I went in the military and they defined put a rank and MOS on me. And I was a creative And I honestly think We were all creatives I happened to be You know Doing the singing and dance You know I was on my speech and Debate team Doing humorous interpretation I like to give speeches And And uh, I was always the MC, You know The person that, that was announcing Like events at our high school And stuff And I love that kind of stuff And I totally For almost 20 years Or at least 15 years Just almost ignored all that The only t- The only time I would bring this th- Have this personality come out Is like We'd be like drunk at parties Or whatever And And I had this 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 comedy routine I had memorized in high school and they would make me do it. And that, and that was always so fun for me. And I just like, why, why aren't we focusing on that aspect of it? And the money thing, the paychecks, you know, the, the, unless we focus on, you know, who you are, but it's not just, you know, what, what's meaningful you, to you, it's, it's more about like, what, what are, yeah, well, as you said, what are your strengths, but you know, what, what do you enjoy? And more importantly, what do you hate to do? Right. right. And, 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 that's, that's why I knew I, I couldn't do a career in the military. And fortunately you never got to find that out yourself. If you're going to do a career, um, cause you, know, you can talk about that if you want, but the, the, you know, cause that's another whole dynamic that I didn't know about, like the coming out, actually, yeah. Tell your story a little bit about how, how you were forced to get out.
1: Yeah, so I graduated West Point in 2017. I showed up at Fort Benning, Georgia, and I was a infantry officer, and I was training for ranger school and busted my shoulder up. I also hurt my shoulder at West Point, and so I had a surgery. I started rehabbing. I was working as the executive officer of uh, infantry basic officer leaders course down there, and I was told at six months after my... Initial injury, I was told that I was going to have to go face a med board process because the new system nowadays is if you're 180 days on non-deployable status, they immediately go look at your. uh, And you're in training, of course. Yeah, non-deployable. Right, exactly, and then they don't let you. They don't, you know. Now with the new policy, there's tons of junior officers. A lot of my friends and classmates are getting pushed out right now. And uh, I think that's something that I actually, as far as what I'm doing now, was a a valuable experience being able to be medically retired because I got to go through not only the transition process, but the retirement process. So I got to see what these, you know, E7, E8s or 05, 06s are going through when they're going through transition. And it gave me a pretty unique perspective as somebody who didn't spend 20 years in the military to see the way that these guys who've been in for 20 years are treated and are being exposed to information about their military and benefits six months before they got get out and they've had 20 years they could have learned it and they're just learning about it right before they get out and it's crazy and that that's another reason why i wanted to join the team here at us fat wealth is because i was so compelled by these stories that people told and was like wow this is just plain wrong like we need to do something to help these guys out
0: yeah, that, that's awesome. And, and, and it sucks you didn't get a chance to, to experience what it was like t- to be a platoon leader. But it, I, I'm, I'm so glad you didn't just go you know, become a phar- pharmaceutical sales rep or, or go work for Booz Allen or another DOD contractor, uh, which seems like the smart thing to do, as we're all told, right? That's the path, for
1: the, the path for junior military officers. That's kind of it. Like, you know, go work for a defense consultant or go do sales. And uh, I thought it was really funny. I went to a job fair and I, I went, I, this was after I joined the team and I just wanted to kind of get some information on, you know, what a job fair is like for a transitioning military member, even though I knew I didn't really want to do it. And I went up to, I think it was the Northrop Grumman table. And, uh, I was like, I was, everyone's there in their suits and I walked in wearing jeans and a t-shirt and everyone was just like looking at me like, what is going bad, on? Bad yeah, suits, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, I actually am dressed nicer than you, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I walked up to the table and, um, the guy was like, so tell me, tell me what you all did in the military. And I was like, oh, I was an infantryman. And he was like, I don't know if this is the right fit for you. I don't know if you know what we do. And I was like, oh, I went to West point and all of a sudden he goes oh oh well i can talk to you and so like the idea that you know people look at your military experience and background as opposed to who you are as a person and they just want to like check out your resume and not get to know you is a real problem that is that I think it's, it's both factors, right? You have the military side, which on what, you know, the military institutionalizes you, but the, the corporate world on, on the other side also limits people. Right. And and I think a lot of the transition program is built to try and help veterans navigate that corporate space a little bit better. Um, but it, what it ends up doing is it ends up limiting them in their opportunity so it's kind of you know a double-edged sword
0: right you hit it right on the head there it's about identity right and and so when your active duty whatever your rank is that's your identity if you're army that's your identity if you're navy that's your i mean that's that makes sense of course even as a veteran hey i was army that's that's an identity i went to west point that's an identity i went to this college or or, or i didn't like Those are identities that's fine, and you can choose to limit your identity to that, like, I'm a veteran, so therefore I deserve this from society, right? And it's like, whoa, 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 no. But you can also choose your identity. And so, when I remembered what I wanted to choose my identity to be, it's like, I wanna be a creative. And, like, my world changed. Like, I get to choose that. Yes, it's nice to have West Point. It's nice to be a veteran. Like, all those things matter, but it, it, none of them are a requirement. Like, 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 the Harvard thing, there's plenty of Harvard people and West Point people who are, who are knuckleheads and, and don't end up anywhere, right? So that's that's not it. it and, and if you haven't positioned yourself to, to go to a Harvard or a West Point or whatever, don't. Who cares? There's so many multimillionaires out there. Didn't spend a, a dime in college. And honestly, if I... I had to go back and do it again. I wouldn't go to a traditional college. Again, West Point's a completely different animal because we wanted to serve our country. Um, you know, doing an ROTC and stuff. But I don't know what I would get from a traditional education, knowing what I know. You know uh, how I can can learn these days. And and I always love love this quote from uh, Steve Jobs. Or um, that they were asking him, like, why don't you have an MBA? Why don't you have an MBA? He goes, my employees. Have MBAs, yeah. right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why would I waste any time on that? And 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 so with with the internet age, the way you can you know, get whatever education you want for free. By the way, YouTube is a crazy amount of information just to learn anything. I mean, I taught myself how to build a website in about two weeks. So I, there's no excuses anymore. Now, if you want to learn a little bit better, you pay somebody for it. But instead of paying to go to a four year degree, you can kind of learn skills that you can implement in a weekend these days. So I'm not trying to discount a degree. They're they're good for for certain types of things. But the expectation that society has put on all of us, as you were saying, is that the corporations are saying, well, you must have this degree to come work with us. Well, I'd say, I don't really want to work with you then. (laughs) If you don't see the value that I can provide as an individual... Um, then it's not going to be a good fit because otherwise you're just following orders and following a system. You have expectations over and over again, and so we 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 want the audience of this show to not be every veteran. Not we're not trying to convince those people that are that are comfortable with the job fair, looking forward to go work with Northrop Grumman. If, you, if that's what you want to do, good because obviously our, our military industrial complex needs those people. Yeah. So no, this show is for those folks that are like Mitch and I were when we were getting out. And just hadn't been heard and told another path. The assumption was, if you weren't thinking that way, you were wrong. And that's how I felt. Because when I did quit, be, quit being a financial advisor, that was. It took me two, three years to finally leave. I basically stopped working. I just wasn't doing anything. It was, it was a really miserable time. But uh, you know, when I finally just literally sent my resignation and became free it was like all this guilt and anxiety had lifted away from me because of these assumptions that I had made saying, yeah, but this, this is who I am now. I'm now a financial planner, financial advisor. And, and it, it's just fascinating that I didn't, believe in myself enough to think no you get to choose um and so that that's what we want this show to be about for those for those of you who are saying listen i i'm i'm seeing something going on something doesn't seem right a lot of this information i'm getting seems to be like that powerpoint presentation is the same one they used 20 years ago well if that's you then 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 this show is the show you're you're going to be uh, uh wanting to listen to on a, on a regular basis so so glad uh you found us you have something mitch
1: yeah. Yeah. So I did you know one of the real reasons I want to be on the show, too, is I felt that, uh, you know, Scott was was talking about how, you know, the expectations on the corporate world and it just doesn't feel right. And for me, that was when I got offered, you know, a soft offer for a job to work for Booz Allen Hamilton. And they were like, yeah, we want you to come work for us. I was like, cool, this seems like a good opportunity. And then they said, oh, but before we'll hire you, you need to do this, this, and this for your resume to make it look good for our hiring people. And that just really hit me wrong. And I was so lucky that I had met Scott and he said, well, if it feels wrong, it probably is. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And, and Scott asked me, he said, "You know, would you rather take a chance on doing something that you're not guaranteed you're gonna get paid, but you're going to enjoy and you're gonna learn from, or would you rather you know, take the safe job but really hate it not learn anything and be surrounded by people that you know said that you have to have your resume look this way and that to me really that really hit home and I, I realized I needed to do something a little bit more than just go make my resume look pretty enough for someone to hire me and that's why I want to be part of this show is to help people like me during their transition realize you know that doesn't feel quite right maybe there is something else I can do.
0: Right. So, as we close up today's show, just some of the things we're going to be talking about. One, uh, write us and tell us what what you uh, uh, connect with us on LinkedIn. That we're we're huge advocates of LinkedIn. As Mitch said, he runs a show and a program called LinkedIn Liberty, and I'm a big supporter and advocate of that um, because LinkedIn's a game changer. And every veteran, except for about maybe less than one percent of them that I've seen on there, are using it all wrong. And they're setting themselves up for a very, very limited lifestyle, a very mediocre lifestyle, because I've seen it. We all know it. We look at the stats. It, you know, You can look at the American stats, and it says like 85% of people hate their jobs. It just, just don't. It's crazy. And you look at the Blue Star Survey in the veteran community, it doesn't seem like it's quite that bad, but I think that's because we're just like I was. I, even though I hated my job as a financial planner, I said, oh, yeah, because what they say, how's, how's it going? Oh, it's amazing, even though I was making like no money, right? <laughs> so, and and that's, that's the fake persona. So we put these fake identities, you know, just like there's a fake news these days with social media. We're putting these fake identities out all over the place. Well, guess what? When you stop being fake and you start being real, things work out for you way better. And so, some of the topics we're going to be talking about is, hey, why a resume is fake? Why why is a resume going to backfire on helping you find the the the, the, the true path to your future? You know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the military benefits system, like how the retirement pension system works, and how, what the true values are. We're gonna we're gonna talk about how the building online businesses are working, how to, how to actually leverage LinkedIn a better way, uh, how to network properly, you know, whatever, but everything's going to basically be the opposite of what you've been told on this show. And, and so if that kind of stuff keeps you motivated, keep you going to hear the tricks that the 1% are using that uh, we're not in the 1%, we're not over here sitting here, filthy rich or anything like that, but we notice what those people do (laughs) and, and then what the masses are doing. And, you know, once I woke up and I think, you know, for each of us, you ever everybody has that moment you wake up and you say I don't want to be a sheep anymore. The problem is you can say I don't want to be a sheep anymore but I got to be at work on Monday. Then then you're never going to, you know, want to take that step. So we're going to talk about, you know, how do you get to that point where you can say I'm going to try to find, you know, my true self, what I want to do. And if you can turn that into a way to create income for yourself so you can maintain your lifestyle, hey, that's a bonus even better. If you can maybe 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 you don't start a business, you just find that better job because you're now more aligned with how all these opportunities are working out. You know, we want to show you how to do that. But ultimately, we want to give you the liberty. And liberty and freedom. If liberty is more than freedom. It's it's about you know, the, the identity I believe liberty is the identity of America and we've lost it um, in these modern times. And, and you know my goal, my big audacious goal is to bring it back uh, to America and who better to do that than the veterans? You know who better to do that than the military spouses who everybody in America looks up to right now this isn't the Vietnam generation. so we've got a window of opportunity and because of our current military transition process, we're squandering it. And more veterans need to be in that 1%. Not not only do they deserve to be, we need them. We need them in that 1% to bring some morality and, and, and sense of service and leadership uh, I'm not saying go be a politician, but let's get a few more. And just stop having them act like politicians. I can't stand it when veterans just sound no different than the rest of them. You know, I want real talkers out there not as business leaders, as educators, you know, whatever we need to start, you know, taking liberty back for ourselves and for our country. And so, you know, that's what this is all about. And given the, Current way that we transfer value in America through a little paper thing that we all believe is worth money um, There was times in history where things like flowers were worth money feathers, you know, whatever and and so for right now paper is, is, is Valued uh, hopefully that lasts as long as we're, we're We're alive and kicking But if you know understand history at all We understand monetary systems can change rapidly and governments are influencing all of that um, so since it is all about money um, we need to be, we need to understand, you know, and talk about how it works. And so we're here to learn as well. So we want to bring on guests and stuff. So if you want to, you know, come talk to us on the show, you know, please let us know if you have a topic, um, hit us up on LinkedIn, because that's what we'll be communi- communicating early on. Of course, we only have a few listeners, but we're looking to grow the show. So share it with a friend um, who's someone you've been talking to in, in the military or a veteran or military spouse, who you just they're always been a bit off. Uh, I, I know that people, you know, over the years always thought I was the weird guy <laughs> and I felt like the weird guy until I finally was honest with myself about who I am and what I want to do. And then when I started to put that out, um, it, 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 everything I've been struggling with for almost a decade just started to click just like that. And it's like, oh, I just had to be real. It's that that's that's easy. That's the trick to life. Well, I don't know, but it's the start. It's a, it's like now that I'm 40 years old, I finally feel like I'm in control of my life again. And I recognize that you know, those first 10 years in the military, you know, I, I willingly gave up that liberty. The next 10 years, I just ignorantly gave up that liberty. And now I'm taking it back. And so I would just want to get as many people around me. I, I want to be with like minded people. I don't want to waste any time with a relationship um, in my life going forward with someone who who doesn't want to at least want to think this way. You know, sometimes the people say, I don't quite get it yet. It's like, but, but I want to, and that's it. That's all you have to do is just say, at one point say, I, I want to learn. Like I know when I got out of the military and I was really struggling and I, I, and i my, my date had this long term relationship and I ended it horribly and I'm stuck overseas and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I just remember sitting to myself and saying one day, I don't know what it is, but I'm looking for something. So if you're looking for something, I'm glad you joined us. We're looking for you. And so uh, please, please share the show. Do all the iTunes things, rate, review. I don't know how that stuff works, but I'm assuming it's a good thing. (laughs) So, but anyways, we'll see you next time on uh, From Deployment to Dollars. Thanks again for joining us. Take care. How long was that? Like 30.